knows that now in the light, the vanguard is here and they will be polite. The roaring is stirring, the cult's getting brash. Our heroes must stop them, let's hope they dash. Hunt all the retalents and give them the blade. Civilization they're trying to save. Welcome to this episode yep. of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. I am your host and Dungeon Master Kevin. Going around the table, John. I sprained my ankle on Friday and it is not actually that bad. I'm playing uh, Mew Mew, Dragonborn Cleric of Bachmut. And Blake. Hi, I'm Blake and I'll be playing Cinnamon, the Tabaxi Warlock. And Shane. That's me. I guess we're not doing... Uh, random facts about our weekend or Friday, but uh, I'm playing Paradis, the fighter route. And Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing uh, Leandra... Jesus, I'm sorry. Fields. Leander Fields, uh, the hunter ranger. Um, and no, I'm not given any... I, my, my weekend was boring. Why would I want to share that with people? I did homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, you found yourselves in the Great Swamp Marsh um, after spending days and days trudging through the, uh, the marsh here, exhausting yourselves, getting bitten by mosquitoes and nasty biting flies. Um, your party member, Cinnamon, um, almost died from exhaustion. Um, you made your way to the Marsh Marsh City of Chor, um, where you went and bartered for some mosquito netting um, to keep the uh, mosquitoes and biting insects off you so you could get some sleep. Um, currently, you are camping outside the town. Um, you were able to get uh, a good night's sleep in um, everybody regained a level or got back a level of exhaustion. Um, but currently, I believe, uh, Cinnamon, you have four levels of exhaustion at this point. Is that right? I think I'm at five. Uh, four. Yes. Four. Yeah, because you got one back. Yeah. Um, so in order to get fully rested, uh, you would probably need another four nights here in town or possibly try to um, make it out uh, on your journey here and regain some of those uh, levels on your uh, way to this uh, ancient green dragon that you're trying to find, uh, Cicero, uh, Raskelion. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to make it, guys. I think, <clears throat> I think we should rest until our companion has recovered. Agreed. Perhaps right. we can talk to the locals about the dragon that we need to talk to. All right. So um, you're going to take a couple of days rest here uh, inside this uh, town of Chor. Um, what do you want to do? Since you've got four more nights to uh, get fully recovered for uh, cinnamon. Well, we already bought mosquito netting. Is there anything else we need? Uh, you're pretty well supplied and stocked up. 
was the, like the one thing that they didn't prepare you for. Uh, is there a blacksmith in the little like encampment? Uh, there is. Uh, when you get up the next morning, uh, it's one of the first sounds you hear when you awake is the clanging of a uh, hammer on steel. I um, would, oh, excuse me. No, go ahead. So are you going to, uh, to go talk to people about the dragon thing? I was going to send Mew Mew. That's a reasonable. Okay. Then I'll, uh, I'll make my way over to the blacksmith, Kevin. Okay. Um, so you follow the sounds of the, uh, the ringing over the hammer. Um, you don't have to go far. Um, probably not more than, uh, a hundred feet or so. And you are going to, uh, find this old kind of wizen, um, dwarf, um, who is kind of older and he's kind of lost like, uh, like the the muscle tone but he's kind of like really wiry like that wiry strong um he is currently um shirtless but uh wearing an apron a leather apron and these uh leather gloves as uh he is laying into this uh what appears to be um some nails that he's making i will wait for him to uh finish up with his little uh project thing Okay. Unless it goes on for like more than half an hour and then I'll end. Uh, well, about 10 minutes goes by and he's noticed you and you're just staring at him. And eventually he just stops and he's like, can I help you with something? Yeah. Uh, me and my compatriots uh, are here for a couple of days due to our circumstances. And I have a bit of skill with the hammer. So I'm wondering if you need any odd help or anything around here. Yeah. You know how to make... Uh, Nails? Sure do. Huh? Well, can't pay you much as uh, you look like uh, one of the gold types of folks. Um, I could bother some of uh, my nails or other items here for your work, but uh, I'd have to see what your your skills are. Grab a, a hammer and some iron over there and pound me out ten nails. Sure thing. Uh, I will do so. Uh, just roll a proficiency check with my smith tools. Uh, yes. 18. Um, yeah, I mean, you, um, pound out 10 nails here within the space of probably, uh, three minutes, and he's like, ah, yeah, it's good work. Where did you train? Uh, I trained my family back when I was growing up, but I got caught up with, the with working in the, the guards. The guards, you say? Not from around here, I take it, by uh, fact you're in the guards and your accent? Yeah, not, not from around here at all. We, uh, we're here on a mission at the moment. A mission, do you say? I don't want to pry into your business, but you, you brought it up. What you be doing in these pots? Uh, we, have a, uh, we have somebody that we have to meet. I can't really give out uh, specifics. Uh, but one of our com- one of our companions seemed to fell under the weather here with all these bugs and stuff. So I figured I'd get some practice in with my smithing while I'm here. Yeah, the bugs around here be nasty. Well, you keep your own counsel. So uh, you got your hammer. Start making nails. It's the one thing that uh, is useful to bother with and uh, use around here. 
Not much call for horseshoes. But, so if horses aren't that effective around here, what do people use to get around? Do they just uh, go by foot for the most part? They have their own feet and uh, sleds usually. Grounds too wet and muddy most of the year for a cart or a will to be any use around here. As you'll see, there's no cart rights in town. Reasonable enough for me. Well, uh, I guess we should start making out these nails. All right, so um, we'll just say you spend the next um, three days or so um, working for the uh, the blacksmith here, uh, whose name's Darren, by the way. He hasn't really uh, asked your name as he doesn't really care, just as long as you can do the work. And uh, most of the days go by in silence. Um, even when you break for uh, lunch and uh, leave for the day, he's uh, pretty laconic, just gives you a nod. And uh, after these uh, three days work, he's going to give you uh, like 50 nails, um, some hide of what appears to be some large lizard, and uh, a uh, set of tongs. He says, I know it's not much, but it's about all I can spare. I do thank it's you for your work, for though. Yeah, of course. You can't, uh, I don't really get many, many times to practice my, uh, my side trade. So it's best to do what I can while I can. Um, so what is everybody else doing? Tenement is, uh, sleeping it all off. <laughs> He's, uh, just lying in whatever bed he can find and chilling. Uh, you've got a pretty Contemplating comfortable... Contemplating the divine. Uh, you've got a pretty comfortable cot inside of this uh, portable campsite, so uh, you're able to get some some decent rest. It's still a lot hotter than you're used to, so uh, if cats could sweat, you would be sweating. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is you should be licking yourself to help, uh, you know, mitigate some of that heat drinking a lot of water. I mean, water. no, but actually, yes. Maybe maybe Cinnamon will do that in private. You are Not in front of people. Some private grooming time. Yep. So, Cinnamon's getting some rest. Uh, Heradius has been um, working as a blacksmith. Smith. I think, uh, think Mimi and I are going to be asking uh, locals about the dragon and trying to, because I think that was part of it was a couple weeks ago, but I'm pretty sure that was part of the deal <laughs> is getting to this town and asking locals about the, the dragon. Um, that yes. wasn't specifically part of your mission, but it might not be a bad idea to ask around uh, locals. If you notice the map you were given, um, the path took you away um, from chore. Uh, so uh, who wants to go first? I will accompany and back up Leandra. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go together. So uh, you spend, um, you know, the next three days um, walking around shore, uh, trying to talk to various people. Um, give me a, uh, give me a persuasion roll. Twelve. All right, so uh, on the first day, people here aren't outwardly hostile to you, but they're also kind of like standoffish and very wary of you. 
as you are a stranger and an outsider to this uh, small town here of uh, Chore. Um, give me a, another persuasion roll. 16. 16. Woo! All right, so on the uh, the second day, um, people have kind of gotten a little bit used to you. They've been seeing you walk around, talk to people. Um, you know, you don't seem hostile. You don't seem like you're, you know, trying to scam anybody here or take advantage of anybody. And people start uh, loosening up um, to the fact that you're here and just trying to find out uh, information about this uh, dragon um, so on the second day you are going to um, come across a group of wood elves um, mostly men um, that are day drinking out here in the uh, in the hot salt marsh of uh, chore um, today is a uh, day of rest um, for their uh, village here so most people are uh, taking their their leisure and ease in the town. You see people uh, hanging out, uh, drinking, um, playing some games with the uh, kids and some sort of organized sport that uh, uh, involves a, uh, a ball and uh, some nets. Um, but you come across this uh, group of wood elves and you start asking your questions and the uh, one what else like uh what what questions are you asking um, where is this dragon is she temperamental yeah what dragon we got uh down uh south there uh here there's a couple even her the uh couple got uh killed uh, I'm going to tell them the name of the dragon we're looking for, which I totally remember, and I'm just testing you guys, I swear. Sissa <laughs> Raskillion. Sister Raskillion. Oh, you're talking about the, uh, the, the sly one. Yeah, she's, uh, well, she's been here as long as anybody I can remember, but, uh, hadn't really talked to anybody who's, uh, actually met her as, uh, well, I mean, you don't want to go seeking out and, you know, when a dragon as old as her, I can't believe uh, you're trying to go find her. Uh, why on earth would you be wanting to do that? Um, we seek to resolve a mystery. Mystery, you say? Uh, Y'all a bunch of mystery solvers? Is that what you're doing down here? Someone um, has been unleashing a plague, and we believe that these dragons can help us solve it. Cure it. Prevent it. A plague, you say? I, I ain't heard nobody around here got any plague. I mean, you know, most it people was, around here has had swamp rocks one time or another, but... It was on the other side of the continent. On the other, other side of the continent? What's that got to do with the marsh down here? And dragons, I I, I don't I don't get that. You mean I to tell me that these dragons... supposed to be keeping secret. You mean Are to tell me these... I think we're supposed to keep it a secret. You mean to tell um, me these dragons are flying around spreading plague? No, no. Uh, but they might hold some answers that um, s thus far uh, we have not been able to find the answer to. Uh, or the, the We have not been able to find the answers um, 
from normal means, and now we seek the wisdom of, of some dragons. Well, I don't know that uh, Sly Scourge down there is uh, it's what we call her around here. I don't know if she'll be uh, too uh, sympathetic to your, to your uh, plight or questioning from what I hear. Really, the only thing I know that she cares about is uh, her territory and her uh, followers. She's kind of set up down there as uh, this uh, dragon god to some of the lizard folk I hear. Um, perhaps we can persuade her, bargain with her. Well, I guess uh, it's, it's always... good to know that she would be somewhat recalcitrant to help us. Yeah, uh, I, I guess so, but uh, I don't know. Depending on what you got to barter, barter with, I mean, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know that much about her. And somebody else chimes in and says, "I heard she kills everybody comes near her territory. If you ain't one of her lizard folk followers." And another one chimes in and says, I ain't heard nothing like that. Well, you know, old John and uh, his cousin Bill, you know, they went down there uh, probably wasn't more than two years ago, spent probably two days and, you know, down in her territory. They said they saw a couple lizard folk and even talked to come of them. And, uh, well, I mean, they came back and there was no harm to them, but you know, they didn't see uh, see the dragon. And someone else chimes in and says, yeah, I heard John was telling me that story too, but you know what a liar he is. And everybody like shakes their heads and laughs at that. Uh, I'm going to ask, do you, uh, do you know where we can find her followers? Are there any here or do they live in a specific area? Oh, well, uh, ain't none around here. I, I know there's a couple lizard folk, uh, that live in town, but, uh, they ain't no followers of uh, Slyscourge. I mean, they may, they may have known people or, you know, had family or something, but, you know, there's n nobody up here worships her. I mean, usually if, uh, well, from what I hear, and who knows if it's true, is you're kind of born into it as she's got this, uh, well, I guess you would call it a cult of uh, her lizard followers down there that worship her as a, as a god. And I don't know that uh, any of them would either leave or even want to escape, but uh, well, you know how rumors are. I mean, it's just what I hear. Well, that's, uh, that's good information to know though. Thank you. And as uh, far as uh, where she lives, I mean, it, I mean, that's, I wouldn't say it's a secret. I mean, it's probably what what you say. Uh, maybe three, four days, depending on uh, how wet the ground is uh, down there to the southeast. It's uh, kind of near the coast. Uh, you'll see all these uh, big lakes, and uh, she lives between uh, the two biggest ones down there. Well, you have been most helpful. Thank you. Yeah, sure. And then they go back to talking to each other after there's like a pregnant pause between you saying that and you're all just staring at each other for a while and then they kind of just go back to having their conversation and passing around a ceramic jug filled with uh, some sort of uh, uh, liquor, you think? Probably made of fermented mashed 
bug test my gift. So do you still want to ask around? Or do you think you've... There was that lizard folk shaman. Uh, Healer Hume? That's the one. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you can go back and talk to him. Well, Lieutenant? Yes, let us. All right, so you make your way back to uh, Healer Hume's uh, tent. Um, he is in there and sees you uh, come in, and he says, uh, Come in. How is your friend? Resting and recovering quite nicely. That's good to hear. How may I uh, help you if uh, you no longer need my services as a healer? We were hoping to acquire some information about the dragon, Sister Rapscallion, to the south. Oh, Sister Scallion. Yes, he's a, a mighty, mighty old worm. She's been here longer than anyone can remember beyond history. Maybe a couple hundred years, thousand years. It's so hard to tell it with dragons. What is it that you wish to know? How likely is it that she would help us to uh, resolve the situation to the east regarding plague? Plague, do you say? I have not heard of any such plague. I mean, most people here are healthy with the occasional swamp rot that most people get living in such wet conditions. As I said, it was out eat. As far as her likeliness to help you, I haven't had experience with her myself, but I have heard of other lizard folk entering her territory, and while not outright hostile, if you have such ill intentions or, let's say, plans to harm her or her followers, she has ways of Finding that out, I hear, and dealing with such uh, trespassers. But as far as someone entering her territory seeking her out, I must say that's quite unheard of. Um, however, being the crafty one that she is that I hear, if you had maybe something to offer her in exchange for this information, and if she knew it, she may be able to, or be willing to barter with you, as it is with uh, most dragons. Have you any idea what she might require or desire? Uh, well, with most uh, dragons, it's usually something of uh, some sort of value that's shiny, as far as gold or gems, or perhaps even information that they would find valuable. But that's what most people know about the dragons. I don't know anything specific about her. And being a green, um, they're very known for being very sly and crafty. Mm, not quite as outright uh, vicious and hostile as, say, perhaps a red or a uh, black. So she uh, may be willing. I, I don't know. It's, it's quite general generalization but I'm sure this is nothing that you don't already know 
Nevertheless, you have been very gracious and helpful, sir. Ma'am. Sir. He just nods at you. Is there anything else that I could help you with? Perhaps, uh, if you would like to buy or barter or something? I have many wares for sale. I personally have no such need. Uh, Lieutenant Fields? Sergeant? Lieutenant? Um, uh, do you have any, um, potions or, uh, things that might help us, uh, aid us, uh, in our journey there since we struggled to get here? I have very many potions and salves and, and tinctures and powders. Um, what is it that you would be looking for? Perhaps something um, to uh, repel insects? <laughs> oh, yes, I actually do. And um, he goes uh, behind this uh, curtain in the back of the tent. You see that the, uh, the tent is kind of partitioned into what is like the the wares area and then there's this like a uh, 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 piece of cloth like a blanket that hangs down between the two uh, sections and he disappears for a while and comes back and has a, uh, a large jar and um, he opens it up and the room immediately gets filled with like this uh, like um, citrus uh, lemon grassy smell Yes, this is a salve uh, made from a, uh, a local bush here. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's uh, called citronella. It's uh, very <laughs> helpful for uh, spreading the uh, salve on your skin in a, uh, in a smooth, uh, thin layer. It repels most bugs you'll find here in the swamp, and it lasts for hours. It's very handy for those who are going to be traveling or hunting. Uh, we will take as much as you are willing to give. Oh, it's uh, very popular, and I, I can make more. Um, here, and um, she just puts the whole pot in front of you, um, which altogether it's probably uh, about quart size. She says you can take the uh, the whole container here. Um, I'd say. Mm, you you'll be paying with coin, right? Yeah. Um, I think one gold piece is fair. Sounds like a wonderful. Ah, uh, yes. All right. You now have in your possession one quart jar of Centronella salve. Sav. Is there anything else you would be looking for? Um. Perhaps, uh, do you have any potions of healing or anything like that? Oh, there's not much call for that uh, around here. Um, they, they require great resources to make, but I think I may have one. He goes back behind the tent again, and after about five minutes comes back and says, uh, Yes, I found uh, this one, and he uh, blows a bunch of dust off of it. As I said, it's not much call for around here, and it's very, ex very expensive. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, since I have it, uh, it's just been sitting here. I could uh, cut you a bargain. Sounds perfect. Thank you. Yes, it would be uh, forty-five gold. Uh, oh. oh, okay. 
and you notice he's kind of surprised that like you didn't even balk at like that much gold and uh you hand over the gold and uh he hands you the uh um vial here well thank you very much uh um, and you kind of get the impression this is probably the most gold he's ever seen in his entire life in like one place and uh is there anything else uh you would be interested I, I have uh many uh poultices that uh help with infections uh, and uh um and poisons um um and you, he kind of like starts not like scrambling but like you know kind of going quickly through whatever he has to see what else he can unload on you <laughs> uh, uh no this, i do believe uh this this right here this 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 and uh he pulls out this pint-sized jar and uh opens it up and uh pushes it towards uh you mew mew and he says uh busy uh, uh, uh if you're going to be down here in this climate i know you're not used to it but uh your skills could get a little uh, rotty if you're not used to it. And uh, this salve right here would, will fix that right up. I, th- I think this would be a good fit for you, Mr. Dragonborn. Um, I suppose? Um, just uh, one gold piece. Just one gold. Very, very I mean, it's, it's worth it. Many applications in this. All right. I, I suppose we can do that. Ah, excellent, excellent. As you hand over the gold, you can. He's like, ah, oh, let's let's see what else. And yeah, you know, at, at this point, you he's like pulling out stuff that you know, kind of has like no value to you at all. Um, until he pulls out um, this poultice, and he says, uh, oh yeah, yes, there's uh, very minty uh, venomous uh, serpents here in the in the Great Salt Marsh. Uh, this right here, if you're bitten by one, it'll neutralize the poison almost immediately if you can get the uh, it on as fast as you can. Very, very handy. Well, I have my prayers against that. They'll be perfectly effective. Oh, I, I see. You're touched by one of the gods. I am a follower of Barnut, I'm proud to say. Oh, excellent, excellent. That's a good god. But let's say... Uh, uh, your God's like power fails you one day if if you call upon it too much. You might need something just like this. Only two gold uh, pieces. I will leave that decision to my lieutenant. It's only two gold. Lieutenant? Um, sure. Very well. Excellent, excellent. So you now got in your possession, um this um a poison uh, anti-poison poultice a um the citronella yeah one um regular healing potion and this uh salve for scale rot uh at this point he's still pulling stuff out but uh none of it looks useful to you uh well thank you very much sir i will return to my prayer uh, as you say, but uh, if there is anything you need, if I don't have it, I can probably find it for you. Um, did we already ask them uh, what if we could where we could find the the lizard folk that worship the dragon? Um, 
Uh, you didn't ask him specifically, but you asked the other folk. I'm going to ask him, um, by any chance, um, we're looking for a group of people. Uh, nobody else in town seems to know where they are. Um, they worship the, uh, the dragon, the, the sly scourge. Yes. His name uh, I told him no. Yes. Sister Rapscallion. Sister Rapscallion. Oh, got it. Yes, they're, uh, down in her stronghold, down in the in the uh, lakes region. Do they ever, is there a chance that we can talk to them? Is there a way that uh, you know of that we can communicate? Um, I mean, yes, these, you know, I've heard, you know, other than speaking lizard folk, they speak common and they have traded with uh, some traders here from Char and, and the hunters that have, uh, gone into that region. They're not outwardly hostile unless they believe that you have some ill intent for their their cult or their, their goddess. Alright, uh, well, thank you very much. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, and she's gonna, she's gonna take out... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just looked at the map. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take out a map. Can you, um... Do you know where I can find them? And and she's gonna spread it out and say, "Is there? Can you point out here where where we might get the best opportunity to talk to them before we're taken in and killed?" Basically, um, you show him the map, and he says, uh, "Their territory starts around the first lake here," and he points to this uh, first top lake and says. Uh, Basically, their their territory spans all the lakes here, and it it seems where you have uh, this X marked on your map. Um, that seems about right, as as far as what I've heard of uh, where she makes her lair. Well, thank you very much. Yes, yes, and thank you for your patronage. All right, so. Um, You've got probably two more days here, unless you just want to fast forward to uh, getting on the road. I vote fast forward. Sorry, I had moved my mic. I, I, I vote fast forward. Yeah, fast forward. Sounds right. good. So yes. you you get to the end of the four days, and Cinnamon is feeling much more himself. And um, you pack up your stuff and say goodbye to the town of Chor as you make your way... Uh, south um, towards uh, Sister Skillion's lair. Um, so um, you leave the town and you make your way back out the way that you came uh, where the land has been mostly dry so far. Um, you make it through the... It takes you probably about um, a quarter of the day to get back out to the trail and then uh, another rest of the day until you get about right here. Um, so far, the land has been uh, pretty dry um, comparatively. Um, there still has been uh, some rain that's happened over the, uh, the past couple of days uh, that made things a little muddy, but it hasn't been slowing you down too far. Um, you make it through the next night uh, with uh, no problems um, keeping your watches um, you haven't really Try. seen anything and it's kind of hard to hear anything just because there's so many um, 
bugs and insects out here. Um, this but now we've got greasy lemony cats. Yep. The hair all sticking up in spikes. Uh, I'm assuming they probably, uh, when they take their watches, take the mosquito netting down from their tent and kind of like drape it over themselves as they uh, do their watching. (laughs) Perhaps uh, get a little uh, citronella and put it like underneath their scent glands, like uh, a little dab of perfume here and there to help uh, stave off some of the insects. Um, You've been messing around with this and... uh, uh, it seems like you don't have to use a lot um, because it's so the smell so potent um, to be effective. Um, so you get up the next morning and you head back out on the trail. Um, Leandra, roll me a d20. Oof, that's not good. 19, okay. 19. So... Um, you make it through uh, the day with no trouble. You take a- another um, rest at this point. You're about right here on the map. Uh, you get up the next morning and start moving. After about a uh, mile or so, uh, the land here is going to start getting really wet again and you start entering a marshy area. Um, Most of um, the land now is probably about um, a foot underwater, and you see these large trees um, that are rooted underneath the water. Uh, Give me another uh, d20 roll, please, Leandra. All right, so um, you make it to about five o'clock in the afternoon and the sun is starting to set and you are going to start looking for some dry land because as far as like you've been able to see so far in your limited vision, because there's, there's all kinds of trees here and, uh, let me give you a, uh, visual here. So you are uh, looking around and this is basically like what you're seeing. Um, You see all these trees and like this murky water with algae on top of it. Um, So you're probably gonna start moving towards the south to see if uh, you can find some uh, dry land. And uh, around that time, Everybody give me a perception check. I have very large eyes. 11. 11. Um, Heradius, you are going to start noticing uh, out in front of you, like where this, uh, like uh, this scum covered water, you're going to notice it to like start like moving kind of like in like this triangular wave coming towards you. Everyone prepare. I'm going to unsheath my sword and take out my shield. Okay. Uh, If everybody could place your token on the map right here, please. In this area. So you're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, the scummy water and there's like multiple like bushes and like shrubs um, that are um, sticking out kind of like a reed grass and uh, 
one of those things that uh, kind of look like corn dogs, cat's paws, cattails. cattails. Um, but with your perception check, uh, Heratius, you are going to notice like this this ripple in the pond scum um, coming from this direction over here. What danger, Heratius? Water straight ahead, about 20 feet, 30 feet. And uh, Heratius points it out, and then as he points it out, everybody starts looking, and you can see like some movement in the uh, pond scum over here. Should we roll initiative, or can I just like start walking towards it? Uh, you can start walking towards it. I mean, there's you don't know what it is. I'll make my way forward to see what it is. Be prepared okay. to attack. And I will start making my way forward. Uh, did you move your mic away from your mouth again? Maybe. There you go. Sorry, I, I have to be hydrated. And uh, I need to make room for the water. All right. Um, so this is considered difficult terrain. So you're going to be going. Everything you do is going to be at half movement. Okay. So are you playing Minesweeper? I mean, I'm just moving forward. I'm just waiting until uh, something happens, I guess. Okay. Uh, what's everybody else doing at this point? Watching. Wait, commiserating. <laughs> uh, Cinnamon is going to back up a little bit. I suppose I'll advance a bit. Okay. Uh, how far away am I from the ripples? Uh, you're seeing the ripples around here. So oh, you're all, like, almost on top of it. Oh. I'm on top of it? Almost. Gator or I... lizard folk? Or snakes? Or a dragon? Who knows? I will, uh... I will walk towards it, uh... Walking towards it with my shield up. Okay, so... Uh, you move right there and out of the water bursts this like gaping toothy maw of a uh, crocodile um, that's going to pop out of the water and bite at your shield. Crocodile. Uh, that's a 10. That's going to miss. Alright. Uh, I'll let you since you were kind of like holding your action here, I'll let you get an attack on it. Heck yeah. Uh, 18 to hit with for 11 damage. Yep, that's gonna hit. And so this thing pops out of the water, and you slam your. Uh, do you, what what weapon are you currently using? I have a rapier. The rapier, okay. Um, so you stab this uh, rapier into its back, and you see it uh, like kind of do that death roll kind of thing, and uh, prepares to attack you again. So, everybody, go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, hold on, let me get the tracker up. Don't let forget me, to click your token. Clear it. Let me clear it. Hold on, let me clear it. Oh, God. Okay, now roll. Uh. All right. So, first up is Leandra. Sweet. And because of Landstride, I actually don't have reduced movement. Nice. Yeah. So, not that it matters, because I'm just going to move my character, like, here-ish, so I have a better angle. 
And then I'm going to use my uh, longbow plus one. It's a 13 to hit for 12 damage. Uh, that's going to miss. Heck. Don't you get another um, attack? I do. I'm going to do my longbow again. Because I get two attacks per turn. Correct. An 11 to hit. Uh, that... rolling great. Yep, that's not going to hit. Uh, and then I'm going to check my spells because I want to see if I have something. Aha! It is a bonus action. Um, Hunter's Mark. Yeah, Hunter's Mark. I don't, I literally don't know why it did that. Um, you just cast it. It doesn't do yeah, anything. Yeah, I cast it. I don't know why it rolled things, so I'll figure that shit out later. But It's probably set to I, attack as opposed to spell card. Yeah. I tagged it in from the spell book, so it's weird. Um, but either way, Hunter's Mark on it, which... Um, yeah. Alright, is that it for your turn? Yeah, that's it. Okay, Yumi, you're up. I'm going to advance and strike with all the fury of my god using this random-ass longsword I know very little about. Oh yeah, you have uh, the advance uh, my three spaces. You have What's the uh, long sword. You have the long sword that you got from the uh, the mayor's house, right? Um, maybe the one that we don't know exactly what it does. Yes. All right. So, long sword. Quark, quark. That's a nineteen to hit. That hits. And oh, I did not do. Uh, so that's for eight damage. Okay. And I'm going to do an extra D8 with that attack because I'm a priest and I have divine strike. Ooh, another eight damage. Well done. Nice. And, and now I can also make an additional weapon attack as a bonus action. Uh, oh yeah, are you a war priest? Yep. There you go. That's 14 to hit. Uh, that hits. For six more damage. Nice turn. Yeah. All right. Is that it for you? Uh, indeed. All right. Uh, do me a favor. Yeah. Roll me a d4, please. Oh, dear. Two. All right. Uh, keep track of that number, if you would, on your character sheet. Uh, okay. It is tracked. All right. Is that it for you? Indeed. Next up is the crocodile, who does not like uh, you, Mew Mew, because you heard it. So it is mm -hmm. going to come out of this death roll and chop at you. Uh, that is a uh, crit fail. <laughs> nope, that doesn't do anything to it. Um, so all this commotion's happening. You're going to see here to the left another crocodile come popping out of the water. That's the right. Or to the right. Oh, and it came in on the same initiative. So it is going to come at you, Mew Mew. Uh, that's a 15. I'm sure that's going to miss. That will miss. All right, Heradius, you're up. 
I am going to uh, attack Crocodile number two with my rapier on the first attack, 14 to hit. Uh, you'll actually have to move to get to it because it's 10 feet away from you. So, Crocodile uh, Crocodile two. Oh, my bad. Uh, yay, 14, yeah, that hits. Okay, and then I'm going to add sneak attack damage because an enemy is within his range for three extra points, so 15 points of damage. Oh, it is looking rough. It's, and then uh, I'm going to swipe my sword back and uh, attempt to go for a killing blow. 24 to hit, 12 uh, damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you bring your rapier down and you stab this thing in the top of the skull, and it's... Uh, kind of does like this uh, twitching and like chopping as you can tell that you've like you know broke its brain and it's having just like these involuntary like muscle reactions as it uh, thrashes about in the water here Uh, next up is Cinnamon alright Cinnamon is going to cast Armor of Agathis that is, whoops, that is not the spell card. That is the damage. The spell card is here. And because I'm a warlock, it casts at max level, level 4. That gives me 20 temporary hit points. And if something hits me with a melee attack, they take 20 cold damage. And that is going to be the end of Cinnamon's turn. Nice. So you cast this spell. And, um... Something appears to notice as you see to directly uh, to the north of you, this crocodile come out of the water. Oh, uh, yeah, Cinnamon's not going to move, though. I think that's good. That's okay. it. Let me put this one in initiative. Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, uh, Landry, you're up. Okay. Um, stupid question. I can use my bonus action first, right? Yeah. Oh. Then I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on Crocodile 4. Uh, you don't have to recast Hunter's Mark. You can actually move it from creature to creature if one of them is killed. You you don't have to recast it, but... Uh, you still need to move it as a bonus. Yeah, as a bonus, a bonus yeah. Action. Yeah, you can move it, but so, you don't have to expend a spell to do it. Right. Uh, so I'm not going to do that. I'm instead just going to move it over to Crocodile 4. Okay. Um, and then use my longbow on it. Yeah, that's going to miss. Yep, that misses. Unless you got something that gives you advantage that I don't know about. Uh, oh, no, never mind. They're just checks. If they disappear, I can then I can use a check to find it. Um, then I will attack it again with my longbow. Maybe I'll actually hit it this time. We'll see. No, nope. no, I don't. Wow. Hold on. I'm going to use my whatchamacallit thing. Or God's blessing. Channel divinity. I can give her plus ten through her attack roll. So that's a twenty. That'll hit. For nine points of yeah, damage, and then roll your uh, hunter's mark damage. One. All right. I, I got. Do you want to uh, move or do anything? 
move back here. I'm gonna I'm gonna step back a little bit because uh, now I remember that I'm actually supposed to be a ranged class. Uh, I'm not a rogue. <laughs> All right, Mimi, you're up. All right, I'm going to circle around this crocodile and smackety smack. Is it a uh, ten by ten creature? It is. It's uh, pretty damn big. All right, so I'm going to come down here. And stippy stab. That is a 20. That hits. For 10 damage. And uh, my divine strike. For 5 more damage. Yep. And then my bonus attack. How many times can you use divine strike a day? Wait, um, once per turn. Okay. You're thinking channel divinities, which are much more limited. So 27, dang, 27 to hit for 11 more damage. All right. Uh, okay, is that it for your turn? It is. Uh, if you would please roll me 2d4. Oh dear. Seven. All right, if you could take that seven and add it to the number that you previously rolled and keep track of that, please. I am now up to nine. All right, next up is Crocodile 3, who is going to start moving towards Cinnamon and try to bite you. Chompy chomp. Uh, That is a 23 to hit. That'll hit. You're going to take 8 points of damage, which the armor of Agathus is going to reflect some of that back, right? Uh, I take the full damage, so I will take 8 damage, but he will take 20 points of cold damage Yikes. in return. And the first 5 comes from your, or some amount comes from temporary HP, doesn't it? What do you mean? You gain temporary hit points from the armor pack. Yeah, I had I had 20 hit uh, temporary hit points. I took 8 damage, so I'm down mm-hmm. to 12 temporary hit points. And I do 20 cold damage to it. Because it's cast at level four. Yeah. All right. That's a good spell. It is a good spell. It is spell. a really good spell. Uh, I need you to give me a strength saving throw, please, Cinnamon. All right. A 10. Don't think that works. No. This thing chomps down on you, and as it chomps down on, like, your arm, um, it's not letting go, and it starts thrashing its uh, head back and forth. And you are currently grappled and restrained. Well, shit. Uh, Crocodile 4 is going to um, turn and attack uh, Mew Mew. That's a 24. That that will... All right. You're going to take 12 points of damage. And then I need you to give me a strength saving throw. (laughs) All right, strength saving throw. Nine. You are currently <laughs> grappled and restrained. Heradius, okay. you're up. That's me. One moment, let me pop up a thing. I'm trying to fix something in this character sheet. There should be fun. Uh, All right, I stupid gecko. Move. And I will. Uh, ah! All these character sheet things are giving me up. Okay. I will attack the alligator. It's a crocodile. 
different things, I guess. I will attempt to hit with my rapier, and I'm planning on using a... If it hits, I'm planning on using a uh, maneuver. Okay. Let's and Senwin failed the saving throw, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then you know. Die, uh, rapier to hit. Uh, 25 to hit, 14 damage. That hits, and it is the exact number you needed to kill it. Sick. Very well done, sir. Well struck. I fucking hate crocodiles. Uh, do you want to move? Yeah, I'll move the last uh, two spaces. One, eight feet. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so two spaces. As you move, this giant crocodile Holy comes crap. out of <laughs> of the water as you move away from it. Um, your attention was taken by the other alligator, but as soon as you moved out of its threat range, it is going to take a bite at you. Okay. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. That will hit. All right. You are going to take 16 points of damage, and I need a strength saving throw, please. Okay. One moment. Strength saving throw. 20. Oh, yeah. You're fine. So as uh, you start trudging through this water, you feel this uh, bite uh, clamp down on part of your back and it gets some of your flesh, but you're able to stumble away from it and move and you turn around and look and you see this huge crocodile that's probably about twice the size of uh, all the other ones here. It's probably at least 20 feet long. Man, I fucking hate crocodiles. Uh, is that it for your turn? Uh, I believe Don't you I get have another attack? one more attack action. I could. Uh, I'll say that when it attacked you, you can attack it in response and then move. Okay, that works for me. I was That's thinking fair. about just throwing a dagger, but I'll uh, go ahead and attack with my rapier. Uh, Twenty to hit, eleven damage, and then I have sneak attack damage. All right. Uh, for one extra damage, and I'm going to use maneuvering attack uh, as a thingy. Let me uh, expend one of my superiority dice, adds an extra d8 to damage, and then I can have another creature, one, an ally within range, uh, move their half their speed, I believe, without provoking opportunity attacks. Okay. <laughs> Rolling a one on the d8. So 13 damage in total. Okay. And, and then uh, I will yell at uh, who who needs to get out of range? Cinnamon. Cinnamon can't move. I can't move, no. Oh, yeah, because you're restrained. Mm-hmm. But Cinnamon can take care of himself. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> um, Doesn't say they have to move away. Goobio, get in position. And I move... Let's see, half of my three would be one, I guess. I advance one space toward the giant crocodile. drill. Okay. Uh, is that it for you, Heradius? Yes, sir. That's all I got. All right, Cinnamon, you're up. All right. Uh, since this thing is grabbing Cinnamon viciously, he's going to try and fire some Eldritch Blasts down its throat. Uh, these are going to be at disadvantage. I get two beams. Yep. To disadvantage because of restraint, right? Yes. Correct. All right. Uh, let's see. 
That's a 20 and a 9. I'm uh, guessing 20, 20 hit. hits. Yep. Cool. That'll be 14 force damage. All right. That will be it for Cinnamon. I don't guess you have an invocation or anything that repulses, right? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, is that it for your turn? Uh, yes, that's it. Okay, Leandra, you're up. You haven't right. put the giant crocodile on the... Oh, I have? <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> so actually, it would have gone right after... Uh, well, nope. It's good where it is. Uh, Leandra, you're up. Uh, I'm going to move my hunter's mark to the giant crocodile. Not that I'm able to hit a damn thing, but... Um, and then I'm going to attempt... Yeah, I'm going to use my longbow plus one again on the giant crocodile and maybe actually hit something this time. We'll see. It's a 19 to hit. That hits. For nine plus my hunter's mark. Uh, after I want to say something after that hits. Uh, so Heradia seeing the arrow fly by and hit the giant crocodile is going to yell back to Leandrian and say, Lieutenant, uh, probably, uh, can you help Cinnamon? Cinnamon could probably help us. We can handle the giant crocodile. Uh, Cinnamon's magic could probably help us after we free him. Um, Leander's gonna turn to Crocodile 3 and attempt to attack it. I think I can do that. Yeah. Oh, um, what kind of... Okay, no, that's probably not it. Never mind. What's the breed of Crocodile? What's its IVs and EVs? Considered monstrous. Or a monstrosity, rather. No. It's just a beast. Yeah. Okay, well then it doesn't matter then. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll attempt to hit Crocodile 3. It's an 11. Uh, that's gonna miss. Cool. Uh, do you want to move or do anything? Um, no, I'm actually pretty happy where I am right now. Alright, next up is this uh, giant crocodile as it comes thrashing through the water and the grasses here. It's gonna roll up on Mew Mew and uh, try to bite you. That is a 23 to hit. That will hit. You're going to take 24 points of piercing damage. Ouch. And I need a strength saving throw from you, sir. All right. Strength saving throw. 20. Oh, yeah. You're fine. So it uh, clamps down on your arm, and you just use your your brute strength to, like, throw it off of you and break its uh, bite. Uh, you're up next. All right. Um, remind me about how ranged spellcasting works. Is that going to do anything? Is he going to like get it? Can't remember opportunity attacks or anything like that. No. Okay. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and cast Guiding Bolt on the giant crocodile, so that it will start getting. I believe that means people will get advantage against it. Correct. If you hit. Okay. If I hit. Yes. So the next deck will have that. Okay, so Guiding Bolt on this motherfucker. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my channel Divinity to give myself a plus 10 to that attack roll. So it is a 22 to hit. Okay, I thought you could only use that channel Divinity once a day, that particular ability for... I have two channel Divinities, but one is Guided Strike for me, the other is War God's Blessing for someone else. Uh, okay. 
that is my second and last channel divinity per rest. Um, right. And I, if it hits, then it did 16 damage. All right. So um, this giant crocodile chomps down on you, and you take your arm, and you're able to shake it away. And as you're reeling from that bite, you cast um, Guiding Bolt, and you miss, and through your force of will and your, your you know, divine inspiration the from the God, of my God. <laughs> yeah, you're able to, like, move that bolt over before the end of the spell and hit it in the head as it reels from uh, this divine energy, and its head is now glowing like the sun. And now, as my bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on myself. That is five hit points back for me. Mm, was Is Guiding Bolt a cantrip? No. Guiding Bolt is an action. Healing Word is a bonus action. Right, but that doesn't matter. You can only cast two spells in the same round if one of them is a cantrip. If one of them is a cantrip. Okay, so I don't cast Healing Word. All right. All right, in that case, I will just use my movement to try and get around behind this crocodile. Okay. I do not get around behind it. I'm assuming it's a four by four. <laughs> yep, it's pretty big. Like, here's the end All of right. its... All right, is that it for you? Yep. All right, crocodile three is going to bite down on cinnamon again, try to get a better grip. Uh, that is a 10. That will miss. Doesn't do any more damage, but you're still restrained. Uh, Heradius, you're up. I will move forward to the giant crocodile. And, uh, wait, I was here. I'll move up here. I suppose I will attempt to swing my rapier at it. 25 to hit for 15, and then I'll use my sneak attack damage for an extra one for 16 damage. (laughs) All right. Uh, I will use. Oh, I'll use my second attack for another rapier attack. 16 to hit, 9 damage. Uh, that hits. And then I will action surge to uh, attack another time. 22 to hit for 12 damage. Nice. And then I will second win myself to gain uh, 1d10 plus 6 HP. Okay. Uh, this thing is looking really rough. You've like uh, smack or uh, poke this thing in an eye and like one of the eyes is ruined and then you poke it again and uh, you think you've actually made it through like uh, the skull and the front part of its mouth as you see the blade go through the top and through the bottom part of its mouth and then pull it back out and uh, it's just thrashing in the water uncontrollably at this point it looks like it's in its uh death throws but uh still up uh cinnamon you're up all right uh two eldritch blasts at this crocodile keep you both again at disadvantage and that's a 10 and a 13 both those miss yes they do all right that's it for cinnamon uh leandra you're up all right she's gonna shoot again at crocodile three that's a 17 hey that hits uh, for a six, and I'm gonna shoot again at the crocodile. The 14? That hits. The additional seven. All right, so you light this thing up in the side of its neck, and uh, it's thrashing. Um, it looks 
pretty hurt as it looks like blood is coming out uh, profusely from its neck. Uh, anything else you want to do? Um, let me see. Um, no. <laughs> Unless I can attack again with with my with something, then no. No, you've done your two attacks. Alright. Uh, giant crocodile is up. It is uh, thrashing about wildly and just snapping in the air. Um, doesn't seem like it's like focusing its a- attack. Um, it's just wildly chomping at anything near it. Uh, that's a 23 to hit on you, Heradius. That will hit. Uh, you are going to take 18 points of damage. And I need you to give me a strength saving throw. I can do that. 13 to strength save. Um, so it's chomping down wildly in the air and it just gets you on the arm and latches on. You try to pull away, um, but you can't. It's got like a death grip on you as it's uh, um, beginning. It's like a, like it's a death roll. Um, so you are currently restrained. All right, uh, next up is Mimiu. Okay, I am going to circle around behind this guy so that I get some advantage, and I'm going to attack him with the longsword. That's a third, no, 24 to hit. Uh, that'll hit. Okay, so that is nine. And I believe this is my third divine strike of the day. Hold on just a second. Do you have enough movement to get here? Uh, yes. Okay, so we'll say you move there because to get advantage, you got to draw a line between you and an ally. And do I count as an ally since I'm restrained? Is it like yeah, a grapple or still, is it just like a effect? Yeah, you're, the, the, the concept behind this is you're a threat to it. So it has to try and focus on both of us. Correct. Uh, so 24 for up. 9 points of damage. Plus 7 from the Divine Strike. Okay. Uh, and now... The, the blow comes down, and you chop the head off of this thing, and it's still latched on to uh, Heradius, the head, as the body like falls into the water and just starts thrashing uncontrollably. Okay. And now I'm going to go ahead and cast Healing Word on Heradius. Okay. So he gets eight hit points back. Exciting. All right. Uh, if you would, Mew Mew, roll me a d4, please. Okay. One. All right. If you could add In that In addition to... to the nine I had before, that brings me up to ten. Okay. Next and up. the turn. All right. Next up is Crocodile 3 is going to try to uh, chop down on Cinnamon again. Try to get a, a better hold. Ooh, that is a crit. Nice. Uh, you are going to take uh, 20 points of damage. All right. Um, it's uh, going to take 20 points of damage, too. <laughs> see. Yeah. So its attack uh, causes blood to trickle down into your eyes. Uh, you're going to take a negative one uh, penalty to attacks and deck saves until the end of your next turn. Okay. And then the crocodile takes 20 damage from biting through the armor of Agathus. <laughs> so as it chomps down, this uh, spike of uh, 
ice on this armor um, pierces through the roof of its mouth and up into its brain and it lets go of you falls into the water and starts thrashing around until it becomes still <laughs> that worked you killed it without once hitting it <laughs> I hit it once I think I don't know I think you hit once alright so some of you have uh, taken some wounds and you're looking around in this water looking for any sort of movement. Everybody give me a perception check. 21. 16. 8. 22. I don't see shit. Yeah, everybody except for Mew Mew, you all start like looking around in every direction looking for some more movement in this water. Um, but what you see is just like ripples that are coming out from you um, that move through the pond scum mixed with the blood of your blood and um, these crocodiles uh, blood through the water here but you you stand there for probably about like five minutes and you're looking around you know waiting for something to happen and nothing else happens uh, every now and then there's good eating on these we should butcher them. A couple of times, um, like Leandra, you'll feel something like brush up against uh, your leg and then move away. You think it was probably like a fish or a to- or like a frog or something. Kind of freaks you out, but nothing attacks you. Um, but at this point, it's about 5.30. Um, you're probably going to need a place to look uh, to camp. Uh, soon to uh, lick your wounds and you don't know how far you're going to have to go to find enough uh, like dry land to set camp up um, so uh, Leandra give me a survival check and uh, somebody can aid her for advantage if you want uh, we'll, we'll say that's 21 we'll say that uh, Heradius or Cinnamon or Mo- uh, Mew Mew helps you look um, so you move for probably about another half mile um, to the southeast here until you find um, what appears to be some drier, like a, an island that's probably about um, 60 feet by like 70 feet. Not really an island, just uh, you know a little raised place where there's a uh, not so many trees that you could set up camp. Well done, Lieutenant. So let's set up camp. Camping time. All right, so you pull out the portable campsite and uh, um, pull the uh, flap off of of this and it magically expands to uh, create a full campsite for you. Um, You set up watches, eat your meals. Um, The night goes by uneventfully. Recovering spells. So everybody gets all their hit points and spells back. Hooray. All right. So uh, you get up the next morning. You start moving again uh, further south. And at this point, you are starting to get um, what you think is in the the territory here of these uh, lizard folk uh, followers of Cicero Skellion. 
the water here is uh, kind of uh, receding a little bit. Um, there's less trees and you're able to see um, the landscape better as it's almost completely flat here. Um, you're going to see a smaller lake uh, to your uh, northwest that on your map marked uh, the beginning of the territory of the lizard folk that uh, Healer Hume had pointed out to you. So as you're moving uh, through here, about halfway through the day, it's probably about 2 p.m. or so, you are going to come into an area that's um, kind of muddy, but um, it's not as like much mud as there is like this uh, mossy uh, lichen and like peaty bog uh, that you're walking through um, that has some give to it, but it's fairly dry land. Um, there's an area that wouldn't call it like a stream, but it's kind of like this wide swath that you're following this path to where you're up on this bog and there's this kind of like stagnant setting water um, that's in the swath probably about 30 feet wide and it's probably like three or four inches deep um, where the seepage of this water um, out of this bog is falling into like this low-lying area. As you're moving through here, everybody give me a perception check. Six. Thirteen. All right. Three thirteens. So, that's got to be lucky. Um, so up ahead of you, probably about a hundred yards, you hear the screaming of a woman. What's this? We must help. I draw my sword and double time forward. Okay. If everybody could go ahead and place your tokens down here on the bottom of the map right here further south said the bottom bottom left bottom left so no, you hear you this stop railroad oh, excuse me sorry go ahead i was gonna make a joke you know if you could stop railroading where we can put our pieces on the map <laughs> uh gonna have to call it all right so you hear this screaming and you double time through this uh bog and um, you make it into kind of this clearing here. Um, you're still down on the boggy part to the south. Um, here's this kind of low-lying area that's uh, kind of like this uh, like stream that's not, because it's not flowing, it's just stagnant water sitting there. And up in front it's of you- Yeah, so up in front of you, uh, about 100 feet or so, you see uh, this woman um, come running um, from the north screaming and you see she's got a bow and you see her like as she's running kind of like do this half turn and just fire an arrow arrow uh, behind her and she is running in your direction and she sees you and starts screaming for help um, around that time you are going to see crashing through some trees here a creature that is sorry i'm trying to get it on the token layer um with uh this long body that's probably about uh 
15, 20 feet long and these multiple heads uh, hissing and screaming at this woman that it's chasing. Um, the woman is uh, getting away from it as it's not moving as uh, fast um, as this uh, woman is and as she comes um, running towards you screaming. And I think that is probably a pretty good place to stop right there. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. As an important, powerful, and wealthy person, it could be so hard to stand out in the crowd these days. Make a statement wherever you go with the latest and forward-thinking fashions from Marcus's Haute Couture. We have the finest materials from all corners of Suel, exotic dyes in every shade of the rainbow, and unrivaled craftsmanship. Whether it's your wedding, a graduation, a holiday, or a coronation, we have a style for any occasion that will make you look your best. They will know you came to Marcus as soon as you walk into the room. Located in the finest shopping district in Conley and the world, you can find us in the North Market. Marcus's Haute Couture. Because you are worth it. The music you heard on this episode was Crowd Hammer and Crossing the Chasm by Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.